Hello, Mountaineer Nation. Three wide out here on the porch. CJ, Zach, and Mike Sussman coming in here. We're going to talk all things about the tough, terrible time down there in Texas against the Longhorns. Austin was not kind to us like it had been in three of the four prior trips. We're going to get into what what the state of the program is here. After you get down 28-0 on national TV, questions are going to be asked. It's just the way it is. We'll have a little consternation about Neil. Is this his program still moving forward here in the future years? There's going to be a lot of debate on that. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee, Phil Stout. If it's in the evening, grab the drink. Come on back because we're talking all things Mountaineer football here on the porch. Let's go. We're also we're going to talk state of the program. We got to talk this game versus Texas, and then also we got to keep our emotions in check tonight. All right. I mean, that's we we, we there's a lot of emotional uh, things at stake with this football team right now and I and I will entertain the idea tonight which is something we haven't done really before of who if not Neil is the coach of this program so because uh, we are at a crossroads I think it's it's fair to say the famous Bone Thugs and Harmony song you know the crossroads is where this program is at right now and also to throw it in for good measure we did not wake up wake up for the first of the month there in October that was that was kind of pathetic guys I mean, it was embarrassing. Like, I was at the, a bar in Nashville, and people, the West Virginia fans were leaving, and the Texas fans across the way were just kind of sitting there watching us all leave. We did not leave. Me and my girlfriend stayed till the bitter end, actually. Uh, but yeah, it was just disappointing. It was, it was, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it it, it was. It was super tough to watch. Um, you know, give Texas a ton of credit. Um, coming off a, a loss where, you know, they were seemingly in control at Texas Tech. You come back home, critical game in their season um, with Red River coming up and um, to to come out, play that well, and to get a big win when they absolutely have to have it uh, to get to three and two, give them a ton of credit. Um, and, you know, West Virginia didn't really, really match that. Um, hey, hey, CJ, I think you bring up a good point in saying Texas at two and two, I feel like that was a great spot for them, terrible spot for us to get them in. Coming off the loss, trying to still make something of their season with Oklahoma coming up next week, night game at home. You knew they were going to be ready, and it proved it proved to be so and in a big way. But I'll tell you this, fellas, if we catch the football in the first quarter, first quarter and a half, this game is so different. And how many, I mean, how many drops, Zach? I know you had count on them. I had at least five in the first half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and two they, in the pretty crucial spot at that point. I mean, the third and fourth down back to back, which granted, O'Laughlin dropped one and he got his knee completely crushed, which that was already his bad knee anyway. Hopefully, that doesn't turn out to be too serious. I haven't heard anything personally about it, but I mean, that's one you got to have. That was a shot, though, by that defender on that it play. Was. It was. I mean, and even though the ball on fourth down was behind BFW, you got to make that catch. I'm not going after him as much as I think Samuel James is the first guy we got to talk about. Unfortunately, yeah, he had a couple. He had a couple oh God, sure. it's shades of 2020 all over again. Yet he was the guy who made the most plays for you. My question with with that, whenever there's a perpetual problem, it's every year. 
and it's execution related, a simple mechanic. Can you put that on the coach? Is that I, I don't think so, Mike. Yeah, I, I think that's tough to put it on because I mean it's not Neil's not out not the one out there catching it. And and to be completely brutally honest, I I know we want to rail on Sam James, but it's not just him. I mean, Reese has had a history oh, of, of drops. I mean, I'm not there's trying to been... rail on Sam James, but just right. particular. Well, that's right. That's those were a couple bad, right. tough, tough looks. And I'm sure he would admit the same in the film room that not catching those balls definitely hurt us on Saturday night. That's for right. sure. That's what I'm saying. Let's... But there's, there's not a whole lot of guys in that room that can, you know, over the last couple of years be like, well, you know, I'm not dropping passes because they've all had some issues. Well, I'm not in that, in that regard, then I'm not going to completely disregard what Mike said, if it's all your guys at one time or another, which it has been not as much this year, except for against Texas, but definitely last year. Well, how I can't even say not as much this year because of what happened against Pitt. Right. I mean, that's, so, I mean, there, it's just not all the way gone. So, I okay. mean, when it's all your guys, maybe there is some credence to the fact that they're just not doing enough or being uh, taught enough. I don't know. It's okay, a problem. Well, then that's, okay. Well, then that opens up a door here, but because at some point, or, you know, I understand the head coach is the head coach and it's, you know, he's, he's the guy in charge. So then do you start looking at the position coaches? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, for sure. Okay. So then I'm going to ask this question then. We've repeatedly seen the O line not be good. Is there, it, at some point, do you say, hmm, sorry, more thanks for your time, but we got to go find somebody else? The biggest. The biggest thing I would say in his defense is that he has been working with a very young offensive line across the board for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but this, this this group was together all last year. Like I, I I'm kind of over that excuse at this point. I understand. Hey, you know, and and to be fair to um, CJ to this point, this offensive line before Saturday night had looked pretty good in most of the games. Let's let's go ahead and say that. Definitely, yeah, solid. But pretty, some of the highest graded linemen in the league. Yeah, but pretty good in this league as it just shown is is not and because and there have been times, especially over the last couple of years, where they haven't looked. I mean, there were times in the pit game they were getting out muscled. There, there were nah, the one nah, game you can nah, say from the start to the jump. That's that a great pass rush. Tack. I don't. I don't okay, think but at some point, dude, you're going to see that every week or every other week. It, not, and, uh, I don't you know. don't not see other Pitt teams having level, issues. CJ. Pitt and Texas have straight up NFL dudes. We got to see and they won't uh, cause that kind of pressure against some of the other schools that they face. I'm at, at some point though, you have to be able to man up and not get bullied. At some point, have a little pride, grab whatever you have inside of you, and say, "Not fucking today." And that's what I didn't see. That's what I didn't see. The run game is all about wanting to move your man, and they couldn't do it. Sorry. Like, at some point in the offensive line, in the trenches, it literally becomes about I'm not getting beat. And they got beat consistently. You pull the PFF grades from Texas, I guarantee you they're not pretty. Oh, and, and, and CJ, I don't think anybody's trying to argue about Saturday night. And I think we have to kind of take take a step back and not exactly view it in a one-game sample all the time, right? This season as a whole for the offensive line has been good. Saturday night, not so much. Let's see what happens Thursday here coming up against Baylor. And then I might might kind of migrate more towards your side of maybe wanting to see what's going on in, the, in that room in terms of, of the coaching staff potentially making some positional changes 
or maybe just this offensive line in general, like what's going on. But it's a one-game sample, man. I think they've been very good for the most part all season, maybe minus this game here against Texas. Yeah, I'm not I'm not willing to close the book on them yet. I'm not going to do that yet. Texas is a top 25 rushing defense. Uh, that being said, I think we got to make so, some changes in a number of areas on the coaching staff. But for me, it's on the defense. Uh, whatever we're doing in that secondary is not working. Guys have 100%. no clue what to do. We got FCS transfers that aren't ready to play. And Xavier Worthy, he had an outstanding game. You saw his athleticism on display. The dude can absolutely fly. But there were a couple plays where he just literally ran a straight line. And our guys are covering grass. They had the grass covered. Why aren't you going to the guy? I don't I don't understand the scheme that West Virginia is trying to run, and they certainly aren't executing it on the back end. And I, I just want to make one more comment about the offensive line before I address what you just said, Mike. You said they were really top end, top twenty five rush defense. That that defense has forced going into that game just through four weeks had forced over a hundred pressures, which was easily tops in the Big Twelve. And the next best in the conference was like around sixty or so. So like they were producing pressures at an unbelievable rate, and that transpired again on Saturday. But you're right. I mean the secondary is just atrocious. Like it's shades of 2012 when, you know, we had oh, Pat probably Miller. one of the best offenses in the country with Geno, Tavon, and Stebbin and all those guys. And the secondary was just a wet tissue. It was You're talking about the Pat Miller days. Exactly. And that's not anything you ever want to have again. That's not ever no. something you want to compare to. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I think it's weird because we're kind of in that weird spot where, you know, for really the first time in a while, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the defense really being way behind. And, you know, you could kind of see it somewhat on TV on Saturday. The couple of times they, they shot over to, to Jordan Leslie. You want to talk about a defensive coordinator that looks a little lost at the moment because I don't think he knows what to do. Those in-game adjustments that they got so, so good at and were really good at last year, he just doesn't have the personnel right now. And I, and that's that's evident. And you know, I, I agree with that. The secondary is young. This guy's probably the, the, the transfers in, especially the lower-level guys. It, the light bulb hasn't come on, and, and who knows if it's going to at some point this year. But as I think as a defensive staff, you got to get together and find a way, find some way to scheme up a way to protect them. And I just don't know – I just don't know right now if that's even possible. Jordan Leslie is not playing against Northwest Community College anymore. Uh, one or two years at Troy after that, I believe. Uh, just underqualified entirely to run this defense. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd go that far because the last two years under him, they were pretty damn good. I, I, I like him as a defensive line coach, but but schematically, we're all over the place. Okay, well, let's let's play devil's advocate here. And this is obviously easy to say in this situation when the defense is just atrocious, but. Anybody think that maybe Jamal Adai should have been given that? Yeah, position? oh yeah. I listen <laughs> when you get when you go into a school like Georgia, a national championship team when he went there, and or you know one of the main defensive coaches on the team, like that's not a coincidence. The dude can obviously coach, or they wouldn't have hired him. So maybe a miss uh, a misstep there just 
keeping one of your guys in that in that post in that position. And hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but that could be a a major issue. I, I know no free plugs on this show, but on the Touchdown City show this week, Avon Coburn actually said the exact same thing, and he took all of his recruits, our recruits, with him. That that's really a reflection. Uh, of the fact that he he did bring some guys to West Virginia. And I think something that's important is that certain guys just get it. If you were here for the glory years, the Rich Rod years, you understand what the program is supposed to be about. Uh, And and we're just just at a point now where we're we're just kind of milk toast. We're brand name. And, and yeah, it would have been nice to keep some of that in-house for sure. Hey, fellas. I'll say this about Jamal Dye, though. He's already now into Miami and, and took another one of our players. I mean, Akeem Mesidor. So, like, and I would have lo- – <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved to have had him be be the guy. But also, Jordan Leslie definitely had a couple good years uh, running this defense. It's, it's not so much you – know, I guess they always say it's not necessarily the X's and the O's. It's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And so, we've kind of talked about that. You've got to – a group that was brought together on the fly, transfer portal essentially, and now they got to kind of come together. You've got young guys. We all kind of knew the secondary was maybe a question mark heading into this season, but we hope the front seven will be good enough to not make that a, a problem. And I think in a couple games, the front seven has not really performed to the level we would hoped it would have. And in a couple of our wins and a couple of games we played better in, they have. I think it's as simple as that. If the front seven plays well, we've got a chance. If they don't, we don't. Now, granted, against Texas, as much as we kind of were concerned about, you know, uh, Bajon Robinson kind of breaking it loose, we kind of held him in check. It was really just the inability to make a big play early and the onslaught happened. I mean, you think about it, the second half one, we win 20 to 10. And had a chance, if Prather could make that catch, you know, you're 38 to 28 potentially. Like, there's a lot of fight on this team. I don't think it's time to kind of give up quite yet on Neil Brown, this program, and this team. See what happens versus Baylor. I mean, I think we all wanted to be 3-3 three and three getting out of that game, right? Texas, it was a good spot. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. And also, one other quick point on the offensive line from this, from this past week. You got to think you're down 28 nothing. You can't really run the ball at that point in time. So I think the rushing numbers might have been a little stronger had the game script actually been able to dictate for that, right? Why did Mavis start? We talked all last week. Based off the film, based off the numbers, it's Donaldson one, Justin Johnson Jr. two. What do you know, first series? It's Tony Mathis. Did you guys think that was strange? It, it seems like that may have been more of a decision on experience over it being a a meritocracy type th- type thing like you're mentioning, which, in my opinion, the guys who are producing should play. I don't think anybody can really argue that. I will stubbornly defend the coaches' decisions to you know say they know what they're doing, yada yada yada. Their practice, we're not so on and so forth, whatever. But it, it was very curious the math has started, but I thought it was even weirder that Donaldson, which you know, thank goodness he's in stable condition, flew back with the team and everything after that scary hit. Yes. But yes. he he barely played, barely played up to that point. It was weird. Like, he got a ton of work in the Virginia Tech game. And I get, you know, 
you don't want to overwork the kid as a freshman. It's hard to make that kind of jump and get that kind of workload week in and week out. I get that. But on 10 days rest, in a situation like that where you really need to establish Ron early, he didn't really get any opportunities, which was really curious to me, even more so than math is getting the start. So yeah, that I don't really know how you defend hey, that. Zach, let's, hey, hey, Zach, I want to say this real quick about what you're, what you're bringing up there with Donaldson, right? You think about it. That first drive, we dropped the football. We stop him. Then we have to punt it real quick. He, like you said, he didn't really get a lot of run in that second drive either. They score, then boom, trickeration happens. And then it's to a point where you, you're feeling a little pressed, so you don't run the football. And then I think that was Jay, uh, Johnson Johnson's series instead of Donaldson's. And we started getting a little bit going. Then we had to kick it, and then they score again. And then it's like, well, you got to go into full press mode and pass the football. Not all the time, but but you felt you felt it coming. You felt the onslaught, and it's natural to want to throw the football at that point in time. And we just kept dropping the football. But at what yeah, point do you they, use him as a receiver too? Like that is. I'd what agree he with came that. I'd agree with that. Why are we not using him more out of the backfield potentially? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The only thing I could think of, because I had the same thoughts as you know, seeing Tony out there is. And you've heard, you know, Graham talk about it, and you've you've heard JT, and you can even see it in the game. Is JT has full control of that offense? He can change plays, audibles. That's all on him. Is is I'm wondering if right now at the evolution that their careers is if if he audibles out of something, can they trust Mathis more in pass protection than they can the other two? I think exactly right, CJ. It's it's the trust in Mathis and pass protection. In a in a, a venue like Texas is why he got the start on Saturday night. That seems like the most reasonable rationale. Still curious. Yeah, I think it is still curious, but to me, I think that that would be the only re- rationale I would really have for it. But and then, like Blaine said, once the onslaught started, I mean, that kind of forces Harrell out of his game plan, and all of a sudden, now you really got to start putting the ball in the air more. So it kind of didn't really matter anyway. It blitzed us. That's what I'm saying. That's what scares me. It's like Texas could suck. That could be a performance against like an average team. We That's don't, true. We don't. The Texas we don't could actually, be good too. We don't, don't know. actually know. That would yeah. be bad. That would be really. A, that would be really disheartening. If Texas We're talking good. about Texas Tech. Like I don't no, know if they're bad. I don't know what oh, to yeah. take that Texas Tech game for, but like they did beat them, and that game is on our schedule. Like I, I just I don't freaking know, man. That's I, the thing. I don't know. I am I'm so confused. Just just looking at the Big Twelve standings and seeing Kansas at the top and Oklahoma at the bottom is so effing weird. Yeah. I'm I'm messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is though. Like. It's and let's give the AP voters some credit finally getting Kansas ranked. Yeah, that's I mean, going there by the Game day. That's gonna that's gonna be the nail in their coffin for the first loss. There's no way they, they win playing, this game. They're playing no TV, way. right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way in hell they win that game. I don't know. I I think it's a death wish. I mean, you're probably right, but I don't want to count them out. I don't want to count them out. I don't want to either. This but, year's been crazy for them. Like I, I just, it, there's something, there's something mad. Like sometimes you just get the magic. Jalen Daniels is. They've for, got the magic. He, he was, he was Jalen Daniels is one of the more fun players I've seen in person in a while. He's, he's I legit. really, enjoy, I really enjoy watching him play. Yeah, he's, yeah, have, he's a, he's a big to, deal. Let me ask you guys this question: Do you think Leopold's Eric Kansas long? 
No, probably not. Well, here's here's another question because he has been. He's of his number job. one on a lot of lists I've seen for Wisconsin. West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. I mean, we're probably similar budgets, though. I don't really know what the how that goes. Well, here's here's something that I wanted to kind of get into when we were talking about the coaching situation. Like Leopold has been talked about. You know, I'm sure Nebraska has been thrown around for landing spots for him. Which, if I'm him, I'm staying. Far, far away. But who do they hire? Like, obviously, their their perception of where they should be and what kind of program they are is way more inflated than it it's should all... be, and even more than ours is. Yeah, I'd ours. agree with that, Zach. It's but like who do they get? Ours. Who do they get? Well, that's that's the thing. I had pulled up a couple. I bet your rules. Their number one call has or to be Urban. Yep. or Urban. Uh, they think Urban's job, the guy. Jeez, would he well, take that job? I think he would actually. Potentially. Probably getting paid more to broadcast, right? I don't know about that. He's not Tom Brady. Here, here's an interesting list I saw for Wisconsin. Obviously, Leopold's on it. Jim Leonard's on it. I guess that'll all depend on what he does as the interim. But there was a couple of them that I'm not so sure I'd, I'd leave where I'm at for this job. Dave Aranda is on the list. Hell no. Wouldn't do it. Dave Dorn. I don't know about that on Dave Aranda. Like he was, he had a really good fit there. Had some good years there. Big Ten might be a little easier to win in than even the the Big Twelve is for him there. Although Baylor has great facilities, so probably not. You're probably I right. wouldn't do it. And yeah. plus, you say that about the Big Twelve, but Oklahoma and Texas are going to be gone in short order. Like there's no reason that Baylor can't compete for that conference every year. It's, I mean, a. Do, do we have any bright spots out of that game at all? Do we come away with anything that made you like be like, okay, like anything? Uh, JT was average. We couldn't run the football. We dropped passes. The secondary was horrendous. The pass rush non-existent. Can you guys find one? That seems like the whole team. We didn't fumble or muff any punt returns. Preston Fox, baby, let's go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a price, but I think for me is it is if you watched it from a body language standpoint, they you could tell that they were frustrated, but it never it, it, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of give up. And I because I've seen teams give up, and I mean they could have easily given up. I'll, I'll give you that, CJ. They they definitely did not give up. There's it, no doubt it, about that. It, it looked that, like they still were, were out there fighting and trying to compete. It just really wasn't their day. Um, Three yeah, cheers I, for moral victories. Hip, hip, hooray. Well, I mean, but, but here's the thing, though. We talk, We hit this earlier, and you, you talk about the recruits that Texas has, those four- and five-star guys, and I get it. They can walk into living rooms and go, you know, we're Texas. I, I, I get that. But I think there is something in that as well. In, and I want to – you know, all, all the people that are on the, on the fire, Neil now buy him out train is doing that puts you back now four or five years automatically. Okay. Because CJ, now you, you finally got to, to the topic we all want to talk about. <clears throat> finally. Yeah. Because you're talking about completely resetting, recruiting, losing more guys like that to me is just not the way this is. This has to be handled. He inherited a team. We've, we've talked about it at nauseum of what little he inherited you have the COVID year, like he's still building up that roster. Yeah. At some point you want to see the on-field production come as a part of it, but 
what why hit the reset now and go through three years of crap just to get back to this point when the fan base has shown they're not really willing to do that to begin with. And I think one of the more even more crucial things, just to jump in real quick before we go on to the next topic or next part of this conversation, because Blaine, I know you're itching to do it. One of the even bigger aspects of this whole thing in relation to what CJ just said is the impending major conference realignment that we're going to experience coming up. Like these, the teams that are going to be really considered for this, obviously there's more to consider than just recent success. But that, Bingo. that's going to come into play. That's going to come into play. And if you ha- if you hit the reset button, that doesn't really help you. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that aspect, but I do think it's important. I, no, I Zach, Zach, I think that's an interesting point about the conference alignment, hitting the reset button. Even though the brand is, I think, it, a brand that stands on its own and a brand that probably would not get left out not having as much success as you would like. I'm sure Cincinnati thought that too at first, which obviously they're uh, in the mix now, now. But hey, we're a, we're, hey, Zach, time out. Just telling you, Cincinnati is not on our on our level. Let's look at the stadiums. Let's look at the conferences. Let's look at a lot of different things. How about UConn? <laughs> well, I'm UConn sorry. sure as hell ain't on our level. I couldn't couldn't help myself. But that's Jim hey, Calhoun. Hey, they couldn't beat us for the longest time, and then it finally happened. Hey. That's what's going to happen this year with us in Oklahoma, by the way, too. We're finally going to get those guys. Hey, yeah, because they suck. Well, yeah, they <laughs> suck. Well, hey, and let's so let's okay. Hold Topic on, let's, for another day. Yeah, back back to the buyout and, and interesting. Now, does anybody have that exact number? Does anybody really know what it is? Twenty one million as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, because of the rest of the season and what's left on his contract. Now, what what is it? So he is he is inked up with us till what year? Twenty twenty six, isn't it? I believe so. Because it was was it a five year extension after last year? I, I want to say yes to that. Hold on, I'm trying to get the exact number here. It's something along those lines, but I know it's twenty or twenty one million because of what you owe him the rest of this year and what's left on his contract, and it's all fully guaranteed. Now, yeah, it runs through December thirty first of twenty and twenty six. So hold on. So at that price tag. Not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Um, It's really not. I mean, I don't want to (laughs) say. I mean, the idea is worth kind of. It's kind of fun to throw the idea around, especially if you see what happened at Wisconsin, Colorado. I mean, a lot of teams are making making moves, but I think it's 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 kind of important to look at and see year five for certain coaches. Right. That used to kind of be when it really mattered. Like now you finally have all of your players in. We've seen some of the guys that he has, has recruited, how good they have been. Um, I think it's – I'm not saying that we're still a year yet away, but, like, with the defections we had, a lot of those dudes were Dana dudes. They weren't necessarily Neil, Neil Brown recruits coming in. They were still holdovers from the Dana regime, and they were guys that – now, granted, some of them weren't, but a, a, an overwhelming majority of them have been that have hit the port in the last two years. Now he has his guys, it's his team together – Quarterback seems to be in a good place. We've been recruiting well. I just don't think it's the time yet to reset to hit the reset button. I think that's I think that's just fair to say in general. And if you look at you look at now, granted, we all think year four probably we should have been good enough to be here. But the the margin is so thin between winning and losing. I mean, let's be honest. We could very easily be four and one right now without much 
much debate or question the the pit game in Kansas very easily. I'm not going to give us Texas for sure. There's they flat out beat us. Kansas on the other hand, five and zero, right? Could very easily be two and three. Could have lost to us. Could have lost that game to Duke a few a few weeks back, and then they could have lost to Iowa State this weekend. So like everyone's praising Kansas. Kansas is so great. They could easily be two and three right now. So I think you have to keep in perspective what's going on, not just oh man you you lost. Like we could very easily still be four and one right now, and, yeah. and I think we have to we have to keep that in mind that it's not always the result. While it is the most important thing, you have to look at the tangible evidence of the program. Now it's getting harder to defend that at this point in time. I mean, he's nineteen and twenty one. That's and- the tangible evidence, though. Right, and like that's the thing, Blaine. Like I'm I'm never I'm never one to be this guy. But I mean, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd we'd all have a merry Christmas, and that's right. Just, and, that's and, just how and, it goes. Well, that's and, and that and that's fair, Zach. I mean, it, but we're also I Kansas guess isn't just, two and three. They're five and zero. Oh. They won. They games are. That they probably should have won. I look no further than Iowa State. They missed three field goals. Man, it just happens. They exactly. found a way to win. Saying. They got lucky. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It could it could easily have went the other way. Very easy. for sure. And we but are right in that position to where if we make that switch. Then we got to go all over again next year. That could be us sitting here at five and zero, very easily. Hey, whoever thought yeah, you'd want to say I, you're the next Kansas? Well, here, well, here, here, this point thing. in time, I'll take it. They're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, and 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 Blaine's right, and I, I'm going to do something I never thought I'd do on this podcast, and Blaine's probably going to have a heart attack here. <clears throat> but bring Dana back? No. <laughs> I, I, I what was that? What did he say? That? No, I bring data back. back. Okay, okay. No, no. But um, as as Rich? Blaine knows, and as, as Zach learned last year, I'm not the the biggest John Har- or Jim Harbaugh fan. I, I'm not. Well, at least get his name right if you're gonna. Yeah, gonna sorry. Diss him. The, the, the Harbaugh. They both brother. suck. But I, I, I'm not really gonna diss him. But here's the reality. Take that is, back about the khaki, Zach. By the way. <laughs> I, I, for the last couple of years, have have been a proponent of it wasn't working at Michigan. It took him seven years to win a Big Ten title. Okay. But Michigan stayed the course, said, we're going to believe, we're going to trust, we're going to do all of this. And now look at what's happened. They've won one last year, probably the favorite right now to win it again. And he's really got something good going up there. Like... If, but the, I mean, the boys still, in Columbus might have a little bit to say about that, CJ, but I cannot wait for that game. Right, and, and they and they might because that's always going to be pretty much the game that decides that conference. It is right called now. the game but, for a reason. But what I'm saying is, and Blaine, you kept telling me this, just give him time, give him time, give him time, and I kept saying I don't think it works. Well, you, 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 you kind of won me over to that side of it. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like th- This process takes some time, and I get it. You, you look at Kansas and well, Leopold's only been there two years. I, I I get that, but also let's not forget Baylor last year won a bunch of games they probably shouldn't have. Sometimes the ball just bounces funny. I I don't see any point in hitting the reset button now when you're trying to build something up that, quite frankly, Dana, for lack of a better term, almost burnt to the ground. I I would say with Jim Harbaugh. He did not reach that pinnacle, that ridiculous level that Michigan fans respect, but they were still really good a majority of those seasons. They still won 
nine Fair. games, I believe. Most exact points, years. Mike. That's yeah, that's but they never true. beat Ohio State. And let's be honest, up there, that's the game that matters. He didn't. And it's do all what relative. He was expected to do, but they were relevant. It's, it's all relative. The expectations of Michigan are obviously inflated for good reason. Neil Brown has sunk the program into the abyss of irrelevance, and that's the worst wow. you can possibly be. It's, you got to rip that Band-Aid off, guys. Damn. Okay, okay. So, so you're saying buy him out now. Who the hell are you calling? That's the and, next question. And, 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 yep. and, but another thing, though, I'd like to say, though, too, like his best players have transferred so far. If we go 4-8 and eight this year, why would C.J. Donaldson stay? Even for that matter, why would JT Daniels stay? It's it, it, it's it's he four years is is plenty of time. You're you're playing your recruits by year three, year four. It's it's evidence that the the Neil Brown is recruiting another level. It is a fabricated blanket line. It's clearly not true. Not very few of his recruits have panned out. I I, I think it's we we can we can extend this process out longer than we need to. We can go ahead and rip off the band-aid. This is Shane Lyons' fault for doubling down on his guy. But Neil Brown's a double downer too. That's that's why Tony Mathis starts. It's a systemic political fabrication within that program right now. And and he's nineteen and twenty one. Are you kidding me? Blow it up for sure. Now, if you okay, want to, okay, real but, quick, real quick. You, let me interject. Just wow. I mean, hey, Mike. I, I, okay, you go, Zach. Go. Just real quick. Have you seen? the records of the past four head coaches, well, including Brown, in their first 40 games. It's pretty similar. And you know who had the best one, by the way? Your boy. Leave no doubt about it. Your boy, Billy. Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. They shouldn't have played the old golden blue. Not this night. Not this night. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying mediocrity is what you want. I think saying that they've plummeted into, into the abyss is a bit of an overstatement, and I understand where you're coming from. But when was the last time we were ranked? I mean, that that's not about a rational it? expectation. It hasn't been in the program. Neil Brown era, and, and you're right about that, Mike. You're right about that. Twenty fourth ranked program. We have the resources for that. We're not even sniffing it. Okay, but to be fair, name me the. Name me a big game, a big time moment game that Dana won. He had a bunch of them in front of him, and we always seem to choke it away. Yeah, it's Clemson. That's the that's the one. Took oh, Dabo congratulations! That wasn't well, guys his that kids. His. That was Stewart and Rich's right. kids. Those weren't his kids. Yeah, but he came out with the greatest game plan I have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you can go down the list. That was that was tough. It's getting hotter than Neil Seaton here. It is. It's getting well, real I just, hot. I, I, to say we've gotten to the abyss, okay, but you're also talking about a guy who walked in, walked in late his first year, has a COVID year the second year. Those kids were barely ever around. He couldn't really recruit. Like, I mean, and, and we've talked at nauseum. He inherited a roster with one pro who was an offensive lineman for crying out loud. He had zero skill position. And I, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with what you're saying. Hey, I really CJ. Am. Me saying the ifs and buts canning us thing, it may indicate that I don't think that Brown can get things going. I really don't. I really do believe that schools are tighter than they should be, having a shorter leash than they should, because they feel the pressure from the donors, they feel the pressure from the fans, all that stuff. I'm not going to say that Brown needs the hook right now. 
But I'm definitely saying he needs to get things going. I will not. I, I will not shy away from well, that. No, hey, Zach, I, I, that's I will agree with that. But that's hundred percent it. That's hundred percent it. He needs to get it going, or that seat is real hot. And and next year's it. If it yeah. doesn't turn around this year, next year is it. Or or then then you've really got to go. Yeah. No, and and I and I get that. But here's going to become the question. <clears throat> you know, West Virginia doesn't have the Alabama, Texas, USC money of the world where, oh, okay, we're going to buy a guy out for $16 million or $15 million, whatever that number ends up being. Unless our guy in Arizona here. steps up. And so you're going to hire a guy and you're going to hire just might too. For what's for what's the figure because you're not going to have a ton left over at this point. This isn't Notre Dame where we can still be paying coaches that haven't been in the program for two decades. You know, Charlie hey, Weiss is still getting still paid. Get Charlie too? Weiss hasn't coached there since Brady Quinn. I mean, hey, come at on. least Charlie Weiss rewrote Lou Holtz back. Did you hear about Brian Kelly not writing Lou Holtz back? What a great A douchebag, by the way. Lou Holtz writes you a letter. You write that man back. Well, you give him a Brian phone call. Kelly, come on, are we really all that shocked? All the not really. There, but he <laughs> might Coach Holtz, how are you going to stand up Dr. Lou? I'm sure you're asking what qualifications do I have to be called doctor? Well, I did graduate in the lower half of my high school class, and it was a rather stupid class overall. I have written three New York Times bestseller. The only person in the world has written more books than he's read. I have four honorary doctor degree, and my mother loves me. With those qualifications, but but let me ask this question, and I really shame. want and I really want Mike's opinion. So if, if you're all in reset, hit the reset button. Who's your first phone call? Dion Sanders. Okay, <laughs> realistically, who's your first phone Holy call? Holy shit! Guys, you don't need to check your watch to know it. It's time. You don't need your mama to tell you, your father to tell you, your friends, family members, or loved ones to know that it's time. He turned, <laughs> never crossed my mind. Turned the TCU passed him up. Florida State passed him up. He's hinted Power 5 is probably the end goal of this whole thing, and we need something new. You know what, Mike? What a gimmick. I I love it. I'm on board. I love it because, hey, and you know what else? He has a little connection to West Virginia. Does Noel Devine. Yep. There you go. A little time up there, maybe. That's that's really imagine. That'd be crazy. Zach, Zach, you said the perfect word, gimmick. I mean, hey. It's, it's working at Jackson State, right? If, hey, if the W's are piling up, could you imagine Portnoy would have a personal jet to Morgantown at that point in time? That'd be wild. All right, so, Mike, if Dion says, nah, not my cup, I don't want to come, who's okay. next? All right, uh, I, 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 I've tweeted this out. I've got a top five. Uh, I, 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 I'm intrigued by Charles Huffett Marshall. I, I, hey, Mike, Mike. Oh, dude, brain, Mike, Blaine's Mike, brain would explode. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me, let me, let me tell second. you right now. Give it's exploding second. now. It will not happen, and I'll tell you why. It won't, it won't happen because he's not hes not the guy for West Virginia. He's, he's a proven recruiter. He brings an actual skill set to the table, having coached under Nick Saban. Hey, Mike, have I, you I, watched the last few Marshall games? I, They're I, not happy with him. Not our guy. All right, I'll continue to go down the list. Trust me. Uh, at the real coach, JB, Jason Brown, bringing a little firecracker. I don't know if you guys have seen him on Last Chance You. I'm a big Last Chance You guy. 
Um, the other one, you know, it's the obvious pick, Rich Rodriguez. No. It, he left once. Screw it. He's, he's our Ed Orgeron. He's, he's just a perfect fit for the state. It fits like a glove. Okay. You apparently don't know my feelings on it, Coach O. National championship winner, you mean? Caught hey. lightning in a bottle, got lucky. Hey, rings hey, a ring, don't, baby. You don't, you don't disrespect Coach Eddie O. And his gumbo. Have a gumbo. Blaine, Blaine, I disrespected him for like the last three years. This ain't anything new for me. One of those years he actually won a national championship, so, you know. With, 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 essentially, with, with essentially an NFL roster, he didn't recruit. He was there the whole time. He was the best recruiter they had. I, any, I, any, he caught anyway, lightning we're not in a going bottle. down that road. He, he um, caught lightning in a bottle. Like, one no more Coach O's yeah. 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 I'd love to have Coach O. Yeah, let's bring Rich back. He'll have three good years and then bounce for somebody else. Sounds like fun. The pain. It still resonates. Wow. Hey, so the, the Coach JB one, though. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, Mike. I love him on the show. <laughs> yes. And I think he would be – I think he could – he's a – I don't know, man. That, yeah, that'd be wanna, if you want a gimmick higher, go all in and get Dion. I'm all in for three years. Three years is good with me. We need a shot in the arm. Let's get this thing going. So you're saying a bridge higher? Potentially, if it's what we need just to get that brand back, to get that swag back. A win-now guy. But, you know, they, they do exist. We, we, we need some flair. So you're saying he would put us back where we want to be and then jump up, I guess? But which one? Rich Rodriguez? No. I, are you talking about Brown in that I'm in talking that about real coach JB. Uh, no, it, get, my sense with him watching the show is that he kind of implodes on himself and all of his okay. stops. But he brings <laughs> in a top-level recruiting class first. So so I'm, I'm fine. He'll, he, 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 you know, not, not too much of a financially straining hire, a former Juco guy. I'm just throwing that one out there. Neil Brown, let's just let's just let's go from a very lame personality Brown to a firecracker Brown. Neil Back to Dana. Let's go. <laughs> Another Dana personality. I love it. Freaking psychos. Great. So he can get um, both out of the casino and cross lanes too. Shock hey, the world. Hey, hey, Mardi Gras is a good time. True. Right. Don't, don't, it is a good time. Mardi Gras is a good time. Hey. Who's next on the so, who's next on the list? I mean, that's so that that was Mike's top five. Hey, CJ, you got do you have anybody you're picking up the phone and calling? I know Zach, you said Jimbo. Can you you hey, want to roll with that never, a little bit? Never say talk? never, I guess. That's all I got to say. Well, I mean, hey, I, you never know. Not that I not that I want it, but hey. let's say let's say this real quick. Texas A and M, who knows what's happening there right now? Yeah, I mean, if if a landing spot for Jimbo at the end of his career, maybe have a good little run in the Big Twelve with us. I, I could be okay with that. A lot of cachet in that hire too. Uh, it's a splash for sure. It, I mean, yeah. if we're not going to get him if A and M doesn't want us to have him. Let's just put it that way. But if A and M's like, yeah, we want somebody else, uh, I think we could take him. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you a name just just for the heck of it, and Blaine's going to laugh his butt off. If I'm going to pick up the phone and put out feelers, because at this point, I mean, you, you've got to do that portion of it before before you buy him out. Well, athletic, director, athletic director has like a just a short little list, even when he has a coaching hire of guys. That, you know what? I think that guy's interesting. I, I, I'll give you an interesting one. I don't know how realistic it is, but I'll give you an interesting one. Hugh Freeze. 
sigh. It's not. It's not awful. Union Mike, Liberty. What do you think, Mike? Uh, he's built up a program before. I, I like it. That's a good one. I don't I like mind that. I, yeah, I mean, granted, there's a lot of things that. Uh, and there's I'm a lot of crap in the closet with him. I, I I completely understand that. It, but it's also not like I'm saying, you know, let let's call Art Bryles either. <laughs> I mean, it's not what's that one, far off. What's one step down? <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna, you know. You're not falling off the building from and there. We know we know where Art Bryles uh, resides. You know. <laughs> According to Sue Guys, uh, well, let me throw out an, another name for you. And this one is kind of a, an interesting. Rhymes with smell, of, by the way. Kind of off the off the radar, just a smidge. But what about Clint Trickett? No, no. I'm not saying he's ready, but what I'm saying is, is do you do you, do you kick the tires on it? No, no. no. I've what watched about? his game plans the last two weeks at Marshall. Nah, I, I don't love not, it. No, not even just that. In my opinion, I don't care how into the abyss we may be, in some opinion. But no matter how no matter how down we are, I don't see us hiring a coordinator again. Like I know, Marshall I know that's well. what Dana. I know that's what Dana was. I feel like, you, like that's the thing about Neil. He's kind of the formula for the kind of guy we're going to search for if indeed he does get the axe at any point in the near future. It's going to be a guy who's making his hay in the power in the group of five level. A like guy who Carolina's. seems like he gets the he seems like he gets the culture. He's from Kentucky, obviously, so he gets the Appalachia deal. But like, it's going to be somebody like that. I don't think it's going to be a group of five coordinator. Hey Zach, real quickly on that. I'm with you. I don't think it's ever going to be a group of five coordinator, whether it's Marshall or any other school. And I shouldn't talk down on Marshall. We're not going to hire a group of five coordinator. It's going to at least be a power five coordinator if we're going to go that route. Again. Right. Um, but and I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right on 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 that. It, it's definitely going to be a guy that's had a head coaching experience. His resume is going to look a lot like Neil's did, which actually kind of kicks me to two other names, and I think because Mike was talking about an injection shot in the arm going crazy. What about Tom Herman? Wow. wow that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't like saying it either, but I mean, no. go crazy, go full crazy. No, that's not the play. You know who it is? It's, it's Caldwell down at Coastal. That I, that, I couldn't stomach. That's that. a different type of offense. See, I think that's the thing about Neil that, I don't know if we ever real. I don't. From what I remember, at Troy it wasn't like it was an innovative type offense coming no. in, coming in, and we were kind of very. You know, we're going to run the football. We're going to play field position. We didn't really have the quarterback to win while we're building it up. Now we have a quarterback. We're just not our defense. That, that's what I find to be kind of tough about this whole thing is the defense is finally not at a level that it's championship caliber, and you finally have the offense to go with it. It's like, man, like the vision kind of finally happened for him. And then, boom, it's falling apart at the seams. Yeah. I, I, and I'll give you one more name, and this one's a pipe. This this is a complete pipe dream because I just don't know if you're going to be able to pull it off. Nick, Nick, Nick. No, Nick. Nick's already said he's not rebuilding. But it's a guy that's proven at the college level, can recruit, can win at the college level. Went to the NFL, hasn't had a whole ton of success. You Matt think, Rule. You think Rule's interested? I think oh that'd be a, a slam dunk hire if you could make that happen. 
look what he did at Temple. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, but is is has he is he going to get run out of town in Carolina? Probably. The NFL has zero ability to have any patience. We think college is bad at times. Oh no, the the, the pro game is definitely a lot worse in, in the patience game. But he was I, supposed to have a long time though there with Tapper. So who knows what's what's really going on there? That's what I'm saying. Like that, and that's gonna see, that's a name you're gonna see kind of circle around. I mean, I, I like that. That's one I could definitely 100% live with. I just I don't know if you're gonna be able to pull that that kind of higher off. He's gonna get a lot of calls. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, lots of calls. So you don't just have to hit while the iron was hot if you're gonna make it happen. Let's I mean, what he way. did with what he did with Baylor after the Browse incident, like that was that was next I mean, level stuff. It, it was Zach, and you know what? That's why they are where they're at right now, still for yes. Aranda coming into this game Absolutely. next Thursday. Like. Don't be wrong. I think Iran is a great defensive mind, but I'm not so sure that he can do all the other things that come with building a program. Um, which, granted, you're talking about the guy, which, again, with a lot of rules guys, got him to a Big 12 championship last year. Yep. So, you know, you obviously see what he's got, but, hey, I'd take him. Oh, absolutely. And, man, I mean, you, you think about it, though. Like, like Matt, Matt Rule – we would get back to, but the thing about it is kind of interesting with him. I'm not sure that the style would change that much that what we're doing right now. Like, is he, is he just that much of a better in-game coach than Neil Brown? Like Possibly. to where he's won more games. The, like, you don't you know get what the I mean? NFL for nothing. And granted his NFL success is very minimal at this point, but you know, he's, he's obviously a heck of a coach and, Right. Like, my, my question is, did Neil Brown forget how to win games coming from Troy to West Virginia? The answer is no. We just haven't been in the best position at times. And, like, I just wonder, like, is our tune going to really dramatically change we come out here and beat Baylor next next week? Meh. I mean, what – what? so so you don't – like, we beat Baylor, you're kind of like, I'm doesn't still really matter to, to you? I'm still – I'm obviously going to be happy, especially being there on a Thursday night. I'll be thrilled. But I'm still going to be in wait and see mode. Like I want, I want sustained success. I don't want us to just win a game, drop a game, drop a game, win a game, win a game. It's just I would like us to develop some semblance of consistency, and it may yeah, not happen I, this year. But it's yeah, what I would like to see. Yeah, I, I, Zach, I think you're you're right, and I'm kind of with you. I think a win against Baylor, and it's kind of like, all right, well, we're back to three and three now. Let's see what happens, because. You, you're going to have to go on a run where you win three out of four, something like that. Start to see that consistency in it to really kind of ramp this thing back up, especially within the fan base and with myself, because, all right, yeah, you go beat Baylor. What happens if you go out and then drop the next one? Like, y- y- you got to really start kind of stacking these things at this point. What I will say after Texas, if we win, it'll at least let me know that we're going to be competitive the right. not just athletically inferior at every single spot because that's what it looked like on the road at Austin. Um, so so it, it it would show me something just as far as as what of what as far as what we can do in the Big Twelve this year. It, it might not be a total disaster. We might not be losing out uh, per se. Obviously not if we win, but uh, 
I, I don't know. Texas was alarming. I'm I'm a little concerned. And let me let me kind of, I guess, spin that into some semblance of a positive, which. I'm proud of you, Mike. You kind of you kind of gave me some hope. Give me a little light there. I like it. But what you said <laughs> about being just physically dominated because they were they got big boyed pretty severely, and that honestly, as much as we and damn near everybody else across the landscape dogs Texas just because of the tradition and all the guys they get and the talent across the board just being up there with almost anybody. But the lack of success, I mean, when they're properly motivated, under the lights, packed house, 100-plus yep. thousand like they had on Saturday, that's how they should play. But that's just not what you've seen, and that's obviously not what you expected to see on Saturday when we were going in there. You would expected to see us compete like we have against Texas since we've entered the league. They haven't you know, use this as a doormat like we thought they might going in just because they're Texas. When back in 2012, you thought, hey, it's going to be them in Oklahoma that we're going to have the most trouble with. And that it just hasn't been like that with Texas. But it finally happened on Saturday. They played the way they should play in a circumstance where they kind of had to with their backs against the wall. Early in the season, I know. But losing to Texas Tech, that's not supposed to happen to them. And it did. And it woke them up. And by God, they were they were pretty damn impressive. I'm not going to take anything away from them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because they and are also, more physically imposing than we are. It's just and, it's a fact. And also in in a game with Texas Tech that they that they blew for for better yeah. lack of a term of word. I mean that was their game, and they gave it back to Texas Tech. And the Texas Tech, you know, also compete and, and they're a good team. And that's kind of what I want to get to real quick. The parody. Worst it exactly this league. I think anybody can beat anybody on any given day, quite honestly, the rest of the way. Like every game that we play the rest of the season, that's why this talk of us losing out, I think, is kind of complete utter garbage from people. Yeah, you guys, come on. Anybody who thinks this team is not going to win another game. I don't know, man. Oh, (laughs) no, there goes the hope. The positivity is gone. No way, really. I, I wasn't. I, I was not giving you guys a silver lining. I was just saying, yes, it would mean something if we could beat Baylor. It would show that we are competitive. R- right now, I I, like I, think, I think losing out is it's it's in the equation. It's a conflict. Well, no, I, 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 I no, I, I think you can make an argument for that. I, I don't agree with. Well, oh, there's not another win the sitting out. Where's there. the wins? Where's the wins? But hold on, hold on, time. It's it's not so much where the wins are. It's that every game you could possibly win, right? Like Baylor at home. And that's the point you were starting to make. You can definitely win that game. Texas Tech on the road. We can compete with Texas Tech. Come on, guys. Really? No, I mean, I, no, I, no, I, I right. agree. No, I, TCU I agree. at home is a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But you know what? I'm still not necessarily sure what the heck happened there with them in Oklahoma. Like, I'm wondering if that was a one-off type situation because TCU hadn't looked that great on offense for a while, and then supposedly they were great Saturday. We can beat Iowa State on the road. They're not that good this year at all. Oklahoma gave up know, 55 man. last game. Kansas I think, State, I mean, I, yeah. Just there's quick a, pause. I think Oklahoma's defense is absolute and utter garbaggio. But Duggan's, Duggan's slinging a man, and he can run, which we always struggle with. Tay Barber's good. They've got good running backs. A lot games of the guys home, they had though. on offense from last year have come back. But games at say, home. Hey, let's yes, put it this way. That will help. The last, the, we only have three more road games, and they're all 
games except for Oklahoma State. I give us a chance in the other two road games if we could compete. We could we could beat Texas Tech on the road. We could beat Iowa State on the road. I agree. Those are probably two of our most winnable games we got left. Oh at yeah, least no. From that perspective, then but, being but on the road, notwithstanding, if we're saying we could beat Texas Tech on the road, we could beat Iowa State on the road. That's a legitimate we could lose out conversation. But those are pick 'em games, and there's only a couple of them. I mean, we we should be significant dogs against Baylor. Do you guys disagree? I I hundred percent disagree. Only we're because it's a home game on a Thursday. I think we're, things we like get Thursday. weird. Home game, I think the line will be Baylor probably like five and a half. half. Five and a half. Yeah, I could see it's gonna be It's going to be kind of weird. It's like they're essentially Vegas is like begging you to take take Baylor because Baylor, they think Baylor's probably going to win a close game somehow at the end just because we haven't finished a game all year versus a relevant team, right? If you want to say Virginia Texas bad as they are they are so and i think they are oklahoma or i mean excuse me north carolina absolutely took them behind the shed and that's a good offense too um i keep wanting to call oklahoma north carolina i don't know what's going on there and north carolina's playing more like oklahoma than oklahoma is yeah i guess i'm staring at that ou on the schedule too yeah which, which brings me to the next point that i want to talk about guys well and I, that I, is and i think this is the hold on cj let me get well if you go ahead okay. yeah go ahead no go ahead okay um, which is the next step into this whole conversation about if we're, if we're going to get rid of Neil or are we going to buy somebody out is what is the attendance and the atmosphere going to look like the remainder of the season for some of these games, right? I was kind of talking about what game do I want to go watch? And it's like, well, if you don't go to this Baylor game on Thursday, you might not see another game where, where we have – kind of anything going into it like do you think the crowd's going to be excited for a two and five west virginia at the end of october against tcu like i'm nervous for what for what some of these attendance numbers are going to look like if this thing goes as south as mike is talking about it going it's possible like i told you guys all these games we have left we can just as easily lose as we can win the parity in the conference is you know to this point pretty unquestionable but i mean i don't I don't know that we have a much better chance of winning any of these games as we do losing them. It's just the situation we're in. Yeah, I, I think the parity match, I, I think depending on how that plays out, you could see it. I mean, heck, I was a season ticket holder, you know, Rich Rod's first year. Man, that Rutgers game, man, there wasn't a whole lot of people there. And I think that's kind of what ends up happening is, you know, you're not winning ball games. What What's, what's the point? And that's you know, when a change happens. Yeah, that's when a change happens. But I also want us to be slightly careful in this, and it kind of goes back to something you, you had just said, Zach. Where we, you know, we mock Texas for the, you know, we're the we're back, we're all this. Is is just just be a little a little careful. Mac Brown gets fired at Texas. You go through Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, and now Steve Sarkeesian. That since two thousand fourteen, you are now on your third coach. Sometimes resetting the button is not always the right move. And we've seen other programs do it, and I'm using Texas because Texas is the blue blood. You know, it shouldn't have been a reset. It should have just been bringing another guy, and we just continue to march on. Sometimes you got to be a little wary of that. Because they screwed up the Charlie Strong hire. 
I don't think oh. anybody would argue that, but look what it's cost them now. They're now on their second coach since then, and they're still feeling that out. Like, hey, you really hey, CJ, and, and, and I think that's the point that, like, somebody who's a detractor will say, well, look what Neil Brown's doing to West Virginia, but you could also make the argument, well, look what will happen if it takes even longer. I guess I get what you're going with there on all that. It's... Yeah, but but Neil's recruiting at an extremely high level that hasn't been seen. Charlie Strong couldn't even recruit at Texas standard by a Texas normal standard by just walking in. Right. I think it's important. To me, that's that's the biggest difference is Strong couldn't recruit, so therefore he wasn't getting it done on the field. Neil's at least recruiting. Let's let's take a deep breath on that. But is he, though? Because, I mean, his guys are are not performing a lot of them – Sam James has, has been horrendous. I, I, if a guy's perpetually dropping balls for his whole career, why is he playing? If we're recruiting great, why is there not a bevy of options to turn to? Tony Mathis is Neil Brown's guy. He's hesitant hitting the hole. He fumbled in a big spot at Virginia Tech. And all the great recruits he got on defense have departed. Uh, I, I think a big part of recruiting is watching guys pan out. Steve Slayton, Pat White. We're not talking about like huge, high-level recruits. At well, the Steve Slayton did his senior year when he ran timid. Let's let's be a little careful there. But okay, and I'll give you that. But let's also not forget Pat White was sitting Woo! behind Bednark for four games. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I, I didn't hear you there. Oh, he he started out on the bench. Yeah, that 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 was Bednark's team deal. He got literally could not come back in a game hurt, and Rich, quite frankly, got lucky. Uh, let, let's let's not let's but, but, not but let of, hi, let's not let history rewrite how that went down. But part of recruiting is isn't just looking at the rating; it's recruiting the right guys that are going to perform. When oh, it's, okay, and the, guys, I think that, and the guys who left school. I mean, Mesidor came out with this. Oh, I want to be safe, so he goes to Coral Gables. Come on, let's be real. And you know what? And here's my thing. And recruiting has also changed, too. Now, you you don't have to walk in with the Burger King or McDonald's bag of money under the table. You can just flat out put it on the table now. Like, that's completely changed the landscape. Yeah, we, we, we got a couple people that like Burger King and, and McDonald's, you know. <laughs> but what I'm but saying I mean, is, is this is, a, you know, we're just saying, we're, I mean, how table. do you think JT Daniels got here, CJ? You think we just kind of were able to. You don't think we got Wendy's for him or something? I mean, come on. Like, well, no, I understand we, that, we, but you're we, also not going to do that on the level that some of these other programs just, have, quite frankly, are going to be able to afford to do. So, I mean, right. that's – I mean, yeah, obviously. And, 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 yeah, I'll give you – okay, so, yeah, Sam James has had some critical drops, but he's also had some pretty decent games too. Is This crap happens. I mean, at, at the same time, we are still talking about 18, 19, 20-year-old kids too. So, like, let's – these guys you- are – but you got to have expectations. You have to expect for these guys that are in the program three and four years to make the strides that they need to. And if they don't, then I'm I'm kind of in agreement with Mike here. You've got to – if you're actually recruiting, you've got to be able to fall back on guys that can come in and replace the guys that aren't performing. I'm not saying Sam James needs replaced. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I am saying that you've got to have guys go out there and perform on a regular basis – in spots that you need to perform. And unfortunately that hasn't happened as consistently as it needs to, whether or not it can, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm with you. I think it's now in a, in a show me mode. Like we've, we've talked about it for long enough, right? 
It's time for it to happen. Now, here's my question here, guys, to kind of end this thing out tonight. Because the state of the program, like we've 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 allowed this thing to keep keep running, um, and it's 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 a good debate because I think it's important. Like I think we've all kind of brought a little bit of something different to it. You know, if you had to vote, like which which way would you go? Are you taking them? Are you buying them out? Are you letting them go? I think we've all kind of made our points there. Well, I think the debate's a good thing because I think that shows that there's still a passion in the fan base. It's not apathy and nobody just doesn't care. So I I love the fact that there is still that debate and there is still the conversation because that means people haven't just gotten apathetic about it, that there is still a passion there. And that's I don't think that'll ever happen. I agree with you. I, agree. Never I don't, I don't, it will never happen. It will never it will happen. Either, Not but... in this state. It won't. It just won't. So, I mean, the, the, the question that I have to ask is, what does Neil have to do this season to quiet that noise? Let's be quite honest about that. That's the question right now, right? To quiet like, it or make if, it go if, away. If he – You can't make it go away. You can't make point. it go away at this point. But let's – well, no, you, you, you could. You really you could. went out. If, you, if you go away. nine and three, but that's just not happening. Well, true. I think. If you, I think. If you Damn it, like, Blaine! Don't make me come no. back in here and believe. No, 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 no! no. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm saying, like, let's say they we finish this thing seven and five. That's what I was going to say. Do Do you not think that's a pretty good job from a two and three start? Like you got. You, you got outclassed yeah. versus Texas, whether we want to admit it or not. We did. They might finally, quote unquote, air quote, be back. Who knows? We'll we'll see how that continues to play itself out. But what what if, guys? I mean, like I think that's where we got to kind of maybe take a step back and realize that there's still a lot of of season to be played this Agreed. this year. A lot of football Agreed. to still be played, and maybe we've just kind of ran into a really really tough start. And we'll continue to hopefully get better with some of these younger guys in the back end on defense. We thought we were getting there right until Saturday, and that proved to definitely uh, show that we've got a long way to go back there. But we also did play better in the second half, right? I think that's fair to say. Um, I think that's fair. And, I mean, like – So so what if if we win the next two? And then you got TCU coming in. And you and you lose that you're four and four is everyone up in arms still like that's what I kind of want to know like well, I think it depends on how you lose TCU I think if you get outclassed again I think then no CJ that's that's the wrong attitude to have like well no 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 you no, no just, if you just won two games that's not the attitude I'm having but you asked the question you win the next two okay you've got it back again but if you against TCU get outclassed again and that's going to be the question is is how does that game lose if you're if you're saying that then I think that matters how you lose does at that point matter so you're telling me if we win seven games this year but we get outclassed in all five of them that we lose do you think that's tangible evidence that we need a new regime here in year five I'm not I, I'm not going that but that's far, exactly what, what you're is, saying by what you're but saying. You're saying seven and five quiets the noise, and I don't think it does. Not how does it get, not? Because get it, you're gonna lose even diehard supporters. That's more just, like I'm Gary, Gary Patterson with Sonny Dykes' players, right? Okay, but here's my thing, and I'm trying to be very much journey, don't stop believing. I really, really am. But I'm just saying if you go out and you get absolutely outclassed by TCU 
I don't care what you've done previous to that. It you're going to look at it and go, my God, like people are going to ask the questions of what the hell is going on. Even though you just beat him like what the last almost three years in a row now. Okay. What happens if he, okay, but here's my question. What happens if he loses the Texas tech again? That'd be bad. Well, let's put this. So what, so what if he, so time out, let's ask this question then. So what if he beats Baylor? Loses his Texas Tech, then beats CCU. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do we ever like every week? It's gonna be like, what's next for this guy? Like, and I was proud of Mike last week when he said, "Nope, I'm not putting him on the hot seat. We can lose this game versus Texas." And then it's like, I'm not putting probably him on within the hot seat. 15 you're minutes. Asking, you're, you, okay, but here's the thing: you're asking Get real general, out of here. But, but there's a difference. 25 minutes into the I game, I'm do. with you. Like, man, Neil Brown needs to go. I'm sitting in this bar in Nashville, and like, you just hear people. There's like 30 West Virginia fans in this place. And they're all like, we need a new coach. It's time to go. I mean, it's. Okay, but that's the question you're asking. The general overall, not mine. The general overall doesn't change if TCU outclasses you. That's what I'm saying. You ask the general noise question, not me personally, not Zach personally, not Mike personally. You ask the general noise question. The fan base as a whole, which we have seen, can be very viable. Like, they, they can be combustible very quickly all i'm saying combustible is here the four of us i love it <laughs> okay right and that's what i'm saying but if you ask the general overall question what happens with that then yeah i i think if you would win the next two get absolutely housed by tcu i think we're sitting right back here with a very loud section of the fan base donating paychecks for the buyout I think Even? seven to five. Blame I'm not saying I'd be one of them. I'm yeah. just saying in general. Mike, any opinions? Um, I, okay, a couple things I'd say to that. Uh, for for one, I I was just looking at the whole situation realistically. I didn't think there was any chance that Neil Brown was going to get fired against Texas. Like I told you guys earlier this year, I I, I would have pulled the trigger after the pit loss. I know, I, I know. I've, I've been <laughs> You've been open and honest about that. Looking at the, the season as a whole, though, like. I, I don't think you can scale it based on the start when you're looking at the big picture. It, it is what it is. Uh, results are results. If you lose the first two, make up three along the way. That's just the emotional ebbs and flows. Seven and five, seven and five. For me to have the move, the needle moved, I we, we need to catch the fever. We need to rise this thing from the ashes. Eight and four. Okay, so essentially they get they've got to win. They got to go seven and one to really have you be excited it's got to be a movement with it we got to be could 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 seven and four heading into oklahoma state and like them being really good and then that lose a tough game make you think oh man we're better at seven and five now like that's what i wonder like that's so crazy that's a very specific scenario it is (laughs) (laughs) it is but that's the thing like but that's what part about guys let me throw another what i've always said about college football it's kind of crazy is like the difference between a coach that's ten and three versus one that consistently goes nine and four. Like Stewart lost his job, but had he won ten games all three years, no way he loses his job. It's 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 that razor thin. You don't get that many opportunities, and I think that's the problem right now for Neil Brown is the opportunities are piling up in the wrong direction for him right now. They need to start going the other way, or these conversations are totally valid. I think that's the short and sweet of it. Like. It's a scary place to be. I mean, but in the end, though, 
if we were to finish with six wins the rest of this season, maybe win a bowl game, be like eight and five, would you not be happy? That's what I was going to say. What about yeah, the bowl I, game? I, what I, if we I'm go good. seven and five and win a bowl? How does yeah. that make you feel, Mike? That that would, I, I'd, I'd be a slight. I'd be listening. But what about so? Hold on. So so what if we so if we're um, eight and four, like in your in your scenario, and you lose the bowl, are you then pissed off? Bowl games to me are overrated. Okay, cool. I, okay, but if you win it, then it doesn't matter. Then right? It does. It does matter though if you win it though, right? That's that is truth, right? God, it I is. love bowl games. It, I love them too. It's, it's a good, I love it's, a good it's a good little add-on at the end of the year. It, it, it it'll it, it'll leave you with a good taste in your mouth. Uh, it's just hard to evaluate. You know, sometimes nowadays your best players don't play. Although right. I don't know if you have any NFL prospects at this current moment. Um, I sure sure eight wins. I'm fine. I'm fine on Neil. I'll I'll, I'll call off the dogs with uh, at eight wins. <laughs> no matter how you get there. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough for me. Okay. You got me. I mean, there's hey, it, there's, it's a long road to go, though, especially right now. I mean, there's yeah. no question. Hey, a, month ago, a month ago, we were singing praises of 4-0 starts. Look how, look how far, far we've fallen. I mean, is, is it just as simple as saying that this defense is just that bad this year and that's pretty much the sort and sweet of it? That's a big part of it. On the back end, yes. And listen, yeah, we, we – we got spoiled lost by our defense huge, before this. We lost a huge component of that back end that we talked about 12 snaps into the season. And I'm not saying Charles Woods not getting hurt would have been the you know absolute difference in how the back end is played. But I really do think that he makes a huge impact. And if he's able to come back for Baylor, which granted, we couldn't have hit a bye week at a better time. We haven't yep. mentioned that. We could not have hit a bye week at a better time for every reason – fathomable between the fact that we needed it coming off that loss, the fact that we could afford to get Donaldson healthy, hope that Woods is healthy for Baylor, a multitude of reasons that this bye week could not have landed more perfectly. So if we can get him back sooner than later, I think that that can absolutely improve things. Uh, it, it won't yeah, be fix all, but it'll improve things. Yeah, getting Woods back would be – would be a big help when you get a young secondary like that and a, you get a, a player of that caliber back because you got to just wonder. I, I don't know if the outcome completely changes, but you got to think him against Worthy maybe is a little bit more of a of, of a better matchup on West Virginia's favor than him out there against McCormick or sure. who whatever yells deer in the headlights they put out there on him. Right. And that's not a shot at Spells. I think Spells can be a good player, but going to Texas in your second game of true legitimate action—that's like a tough. A, that's a tough spot. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's a very very tough thing to do. Yeah. Oh no, I agree with that. I like I said, I don't think a guy like Woods cures all of your woes, but I think he definitely definitely helps. Hundred percent helps. And and guys, real quickly to 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 kind of end this thing out tonight. I think that's what we got to look at now is each individual game. New opportunity, like we were talking earlier about well, if Woods is back, that helps us. And kind of how we outlined, kind of going through, like, well, for eight and five, and we win this game versus this game, like how this narrative is going to continue to change the rest of the season is going to be interesting. There's no question about that. And, and I, and I kind of want to spring it up with this, which is the Baylor game's the next opportunity. And it's a, it's a wounded team, but it's a, it's a good program. 
but I'm not so sure they're that that good guys. O- Oklahoma State gave up 44 points to Central Michigan, and Baylor only got 25 at home. The Baldwin kid is very good, very very good, but after that, I think I think Baylor's a, a football team that, that's very gettable for us on a Thursday night if we catch the ball on third down, and keep drives alive. If we do, a, and I think another thing that's nice is they don't necessarily have the explosiveness that Texas has. And I think that'll really help us. But their defense is also very tough, too. I feel like they, I mean, they didn't completely stop Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State's got a good offense. And I feel like they contained them for the most part. They just couldn't score with them. Baylor couldn't. And that's that's one thing that we're going to have to, you know, manage in that game is not letting their defense, due to our offense, what Texas did, and our defense can't allow them to be better than they are. So it's just it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and I would feel a little better about it. Just I I think about things in this perspective about you know where teams going based on how good they're perceived to be and what their record is at the time. I think that if they had beaten Oklahoma State, that they would have been set up a little better to lose to us. You know, two weeks later, since they're on a bye as well. But them losing to Oklahoma State kind of makes me think: Are they really going to drop two in a row? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not completely convinced of that. It's possible. But I also don't think like, Baylor. I don't know. Hey Zach, I'll say this real quick. Baylor kind of at times, if we want to call it the, the catch lightning in a bottle theory that CJ talked about with Ed Orgeron, they've done that a couple times. Um, like when Rule, the year Rule got them, you know, into the Sugar Bowl, you know, and, and, and almost won the Big Twelve title that year. Like last year with the Rand, and then they'll go back and kind of be bad for a couple of years again. It's possible Baylor could not could kind of have a have a total regression this year, not win as many close games as they did last year, kind of almost be closer to the COVID type year they had where they were not good at all. It's possible. I mean, they won a lot of close games last year. That's why I was talking about earlier. The 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 difference between winning and losing is just so razor thin. Like we could start finally doing some of these things to win games. It's very possible. And that's oh, what yeah. you have to hope. I, I definitely think it's possible. It's just got to do it now. Yeah. In this Baylor game, I think, is a game that's a gettable game. Thursday night at home, your season is on the line. You're kind of backed against the wall. Like we talked about at the beginning, it's the crossroads. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to next week, get to talk a lot more about it. Uh, we we could have done this forever, fellas, though. I mean – talking about the state of this program right now because it's, it's a juicy situation that's for damn sure it's all i think about <laughs> hey, about hey, me. hey 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 mike can you yeah. give us a hugs uh take on what happened here saturday night i really wanted to get that before we got out of here <laughs> well, i scored more points than us <laughs> we didn't catch the ball Tony, we couldn't shoot the basketball. We didn't run the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Poor execution. They ran right past us, Tony. (laughs) Oh, my. Post-loss Huggins press conferences. Those will will brighten your day. Hey, by the way, I'm very excited about basketball. Gold Blue debut, week and a half from now. No matter what happens against Baylor, we got basketball the next day. That's true. The sentiment I have on Neil Brown, no matter how dark the days get with Huggy Bear, I will never echo whatsoever. I'm 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 loyal to that guy till the wheels fall off. 
Hall of Famer, baby. Hey. Oh, yeah. We definitely have more shooters this year than I, we did we, last we year. Hope we've Don't we every year? We've said that a lot. Yeah. 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 It's true, we've but I mean. We've said that a lot through the year. Hey, Stevenson, Mitchell, Emmett shot the ball better last year. That's just three right there. Love Emmett. Not going to rely on him to be a shooter. Sorry. Hey, look, I've been hurt too many numbers. times. Hey, hey, Zach, look at the numbers last year at Washington. That's fair. Pac-12 I mean, basketball, whatever. Well, that's 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 also fair. That's also fair. <laughs> Big 12 is different different ball game, and he knows it. So we'll see what he can do. But hey, I'm I'm on the bandwagon. Hope springs eternal over here for basketball. <laughs> CJ, real quick, are you excited? Are are you how how are you feeling about hoops? I, I'm excited. I'm ready to to see how this thing plays out. Um, you know, I, having Emmett back, I think's a, a big deal. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to be like this massive offensive thing that, you know, he, cause he wasn't when he was here, but, um, you know, having a guy that understands the culture, understanding Huggins, um, you know, probably is definitely more mature of a player than when he left. Um, now I'm I'm really excited to see what this team can be. Um, tournament think, team, tournament team. Yeah, because I think a lot of some of the issues were addressed from last year's team. Um, I, I'm excited to see this team. Excited um, to see what they can be um, in a conference that's going to be rugged. Um, and you know, part part of me wants to go to Fog Allen finally get one, and then we can wave them off. Our players can wave their crowd home like their football team did us and <laughs> get a big bonus for huggy if, if we big... get a call yeah can't, can't ever get a call there <laughs> no nothing will ever be worse than the 35 to two 35 to two free throw disparity nothing oh, will be worse wait hey hey zach i think they're going i think they're still going to the line in that game again <laughs> hey by the way before we get out of here how about Pitt losing to Georgia Tech? How <laughs> awesome was that? At least something came out of Friday night or Saturday night that was good. It was awesome. Well, and I and I think, but that, also bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, also bad. Uh, yeah, also bad. But I think that also speaks to playing what you were saying earlier. The the razor thin. I mean, look at Missouri. I mean, if Missouri plays five more minutes of better football, they knock off number one. So. It, it it's just it's 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 a crazy sport. I mean, and Georgia Tech had a case of the coach go bye byes. They're showing how they got to this over in this game, and it is insane on bad beats right now. Unbelievable how this happened. Hey, sometimes getting rid of your coach will inject some some life into you, and I guess that's what happened here. That is exactly. I mean, George. Hey, so so you're telling me. If if we do let Neil go, that'll be a dub the next the next week. Is that what you're saying, Mike? You usually get that coach just get got fired, uh, emotional rush. So I don't know if it's a unless lot you're Nebraska. But yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> if if we bring in Graham to be the interim, I think it's good for two out of three. Yeah. Oh, you think? I I was thinking interim coach Jordan Leslie. That's I don't know. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I think CJ was calling for Matt Moore, wasn't he earlier? That's yeah, what I heard. No. Negative. <laughs> Hey, fellas, let's put it this way. I think Neil 
let's we just love hope, Neil. Big Neil let's, podcast. Let's let's just hope here that we can kind of turn turn the corner here in this Baylor game, and, and let's hope some of those mistakes are correctable in the back end because it, it didn't look like it was athleticism. It just looks like it's scheme still, like Mike said, and athleticism. Xavier Worthy was running circles around our guy. Well, but he's we, we made him look like Michael yeah. Irvin. It was ridiculous. <laughs> the playmaker joining at eighty-eight club. That that one catch he made on the tip was pretty nice, though. That was yeah. extremely nice. You got to give it to him on that. He's, he's an NFL guy. There's no question about it. Yeah. Well, fellas, I, we. I mean, I think we kind of. Uh, Got out of this what we needed to, kind of a state of emergency of the of the, of the program. We're having too many of those though. It's like, not fun. It's living, not it, living it, and dying week to week is definitely well, not fun. It feels different than therapy too, because like it, at least we could cry, try and talk it out, but it's you becoming harder and harder to talk it out too. You know, you must have cry. Also applicable. Yeah. I just want my Saturdays back, guys. It, it's just it's just been depressing. <laughs> I can still enjoy the rest of the nation though. I will say that it, it it's. There's something magical about college football that even if your team's not great, you still enjoy the heck out of the sport, though. You uh, know? But it's so much more fun when it is. I agree with you, Mike. I Bye. agree. I agree. There's no no denying that. Let's um, let's just let's hope for better days. And you know what else? We don't play Saturday, so you get your Saturday back, Mike. That's true. We can't lose this weekend. We really quick, we really can't. <laughs> quick poll: Is it better to get the L out of the way? after a nooner or is it better to be able to enjoy the day of college football and take an L at night? Although it makes them much harder to sleep. hundred percent the night an, game. Yeah. Mm. Angry, dra- angry day drinking usually doesn't turn out good. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the night game. At least I can go to sleep. Fair it's point. I, yep. I don't know. I'd almost rather have the noon loss and have the angry day drinking than the 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 sad night drinking because I've I've I had that one time on a game that we're, we're not going to talk about. Nope. I never. think we've all had one of those. CJ, let's be honest about it. But also, let's let's just say this real quick. That one was a different scenario altogether, and we all know the one we're talking about. Are we talking about this right now? Can we not I talk think, about this? I think CJ's trying to talk about it. I'm not trying to talk about it. They're all already I, I, think, I, think you just, I think you just go to bed. I think you just go to bed. Don't even drink. You know, you've, you've already drank during the game. It's just time to, to call it a night. You wake up in the morning and you watch, like, the NFL, like uh, the Dolphins, who are coming off a loss to the Bengals, right? Who they? Who they? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Not the Dolphins, CJ. Nobody. Had to do that, buddy. Sorry. That that's fine. As long as you can finally admit that Teddy Bridgewater's not an NFL starting quarterback. I think he's gonna do all right for you guys. Well, yeah, I get the Jets. Good good lord. Hey, they beat the Steelers. Sorry, oh, Zach. Sorry. <laughs> and the Steelers beat the Bengals. What do you have to say about that? Five turnovers. That's what I have to say about that. Hey. Pick it time, baby. Injured long snaps thin margins, snaps. baby. That's what I'd say. Can't I can't wait for that it. Monday night game versus you guys in Pittsburgh, dude. I think I might even try and go. Pittsburgh, baby, but just not in the way that it happened yesterday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, let's uh, let, let's enjoy enjoy the weekend. We we can still drink the beers even if the Mountaineers aren't playing. Till next time, y'all, take it easy. Mm-hmm.